0: Welcome back to more Real Talk with Big John. As I've experimented some with the video, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna try to do something different. I'm going to try to just video with, a, I've got a microphone here. I'm just going to try to video and get good quality sound and see if I can strip the sound from the video, upload to Anchor, and then post this to YouTube. That way I don't have to do two at a time. That was uh, that was difficult to uh try to record two different functions at a time uh, today we're going to take a couple portions of scripture and we're going to deal with something that I hope to by God's grace preach on tomorrow uh, this is Saturday night it's getting late uh, I've written this sermon and, and I've really more than more than just writing the sermon I have been more or less living out the things that I'm going to teach tomorrow. For, for a little while now, uh, there's some things that I was uh, I was struggling in when it comes to being thankful. And I really think that God's given me some wisdom. And I hope I, I'm, hoping I'm able to share it with you and I'm hoping I'm able to share it with my church because I think that there's a sin in being uh, unthankful. I really do. I, I think that there's a certain blessing that comes with being thankful. And uh, I've used this analogy before with uh, with my children I have uh, I have I have four children, and w- one of my children makes it a point to thank me, to thank me for for anything that that, that she gets, and and I love that. So many times, uh, I've I'm I'm sort of left saying, "Hey, excuse me, remember be be thankful," but with with one of them, uh, she is very very quick to to say thank you, and I love that. And if and me being evil, according to Jesus, would say that I'm evil because I'm, I'm an earthly father, that I love that, then I wonder how much more our heavenly father, who is good, appreciates whenever we thank him for something. And uh, just be, just speaking, uh, honestly, I have so much to be thankful for. I, I have so much to be thankful for. And uh, there's a couple of verses of scripture that I want to touch on. Obviously, there is there's like 20 psalms. there, there is a pile of, of verses that point towards the, how thankful we should be to God for everything. And uh, so in Hebrews chapter three, starting in verse seven, uh, this is the ESV translation. Therefore as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the, as in the rebellion the day of testing in the wilderness For your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years therefore i was provoked with that generation and said they'll always go astray in their heart they have not known my ways as i swore in my wrath they'll not enter into my rest now uh, anybody who studied the, the word knows that he this is a direct reference to the children of Israel, who were freed from Egypt's slavery or Pharaoh's slavery in the land of Egypt. Now, I'm going to make a couple references here to uh, to Egypt. And while for for those of us living today, the 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 country of Egypt is very unlikely to enslave us. So there'll, there's going to be a a little bit of back and forth as to how do we make this relevant to us today. Now, earlier I've said on piles of podcasts we've got on here, that Scripture's always, always, always relevant. It's whenever we fail to understand the meaning behind the Scriptures, whenever we fail to see the relevance of Scripture. So, this is relevant. Sin and Egypt are synonymous in the word. Whenever you see a reference to sin or to Egypt, you can always, well, I don't want to say always, but but very often you can reference that to being sin. So, if you look at uh, the children of Israel as being slaves in the land of Egypt, we were once slaves to sin, if you kind of see where I'm, I'm making the correlation to. Now, in the second chapter, in verse 24 and 25 of the Exodus, this, is a, this will be in the NASB 1995. It says, So God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and saw the sons of Israel, and God took notice of them. Now then, you know the story about how God met Moses at the burning bush and told him that he would uh, meet up with Aaron and that together uh, God would use these men to lead Israel out of the land of Egypt, that he would harden Pharaoh's heart and cause, uh, <clears throat> cause himself to be glorified in everything. But I, I want to make sure that I begin here. The uh, Israelites were groaning and God heard them and God remembered them, or took notice of them, having remembered His covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Now, fast forward past the plagues. Fast forward past the uh, Passover, and uh, and uh, and all the the talk in between, back and forth, for the sake of time. You get into uh, let's, let's go ahead and go to fourteen, uh, chapter fourteen of the Exodus, and start in verse ten. And I, and I guess I'll read about three three verses because I want you to see. Uh, a little backstory here there uh, Pharaoh has already commanded that the that the Egyptians give the Israelites some of their gold and and he's, he's ordered them to be gone and to leave and God has uh, told Moses to take them out a certain way fearing that they would uh, you know what I'm not going to get into that because that, that's a, that's a little bit more than what we have time for. Suffice to say, Moses is taking the Israelites the way God told him to take them. We can go with that. Uh, Again, this is Exodus 14.10. Now, I'm reading out the ESV here. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes. Behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. You just stop right there and see where the sin starts, right? They feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried with a loud voice. They said to Moses, it is because... There are no graves in Egypt that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what, you, what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Verse 24 of chapter 2 Their groanings God remembered. They were complaining when they were slaves and now that they're free and there appears to be uh, some friction between them and their uh, oppressors, you know, I'm just going to tell you the spiritual applications of this as, as the church, whenever we start to uh, see sinners saved and begin to make disciples out of them, the enemy Is going to take notice of that and he is going to press and pursue we got to make sure we don't do the same thing they're doing we just leave it alone if we just left it alone it'd all been okay no no that they didn't want to stay in Egypt when they were in Egypt and now that they're on the run and it looks like there's going to actually be some hard times coming their way and whenever they're in freedom no safety net of Pharaoh or whatever they want to call it I don't want to get into too much of a different lesson for another day but but now they're like, well, this is what you've done to us, Moses. You brought us out here to die just because there wasn't enough room for us in Egypt to die. They really were disrespectful to Moses. More than that, they were disrespectful to God. And in so they sinned. So, uh, so man, there's so much here. I'd love to I love to take this a little bit further and go into it a little bit deeper. But for the sake of time, I always try to keep my podcast short. But I, it's sad to say that this is not the first time this happens with israel israel on more than one occasion shows that they weren't thankful for what god had done for them that they were unthankful or at least completely uh absence of any of any amount of thankfulness towards god for the things that he had done for them and in doing so they sinned so much so that god was angry enough to where he didn't allow any of them over the age of 20, to go into the promised land, save Joshua and Caleb. That's very important that you remember that. There was a great deal of wrath shed on them. They all had to die in the wilderness. Even Moses dies without being able to enter into the promised land. Again, except for Joshua and Caleb, everybody under the age of 20, God did not include into that prohibition from going into there. But there is some things that we need to take stock in and take notice of in this and apply it to our lives so that we don't fall into the same trap of unthankfulness. Again, I have fallen into this trap multitudes of times. And uh, having repented of it, this being a step of my repentance in that I am trying my best to see if I can (laughs) teach transgressors the error of their ways. There's a couple things here. One, let's take stock on what you got. So many times the temptation to look at what someone else has is strong. This is one reason why it is one of the... uh, Ten Commandments, that we shouldn't be coveting our neighbor's things. I mean, the, the temptation to want what somebody else has is so strong that we have an entire culture of it called keeping up with the Joneses. It's ridiculous. There's, there's this idea that the grass is always greener in somebody else's yard, that somebody's house is always bigger, cleaner, somebody's car is faster, somebody's motorcycle is prettier, whatever. We need to be thankful for what we do have. There is nothing wrong with having something nice, and there's nothing wrong with not being able to have nothing nice. We need to be thankful in what we have. God can take anything away from us. If God can take anything away from us at any time if he so chooses. One of the things when I went on my Dominican Republican trip, Dominican Republican, Dominican Republic trip, was I saw so many smiles while I was down there, but I saw so much poverty at the same time. I, I watched uh, guys who had no running water, they had no indoor plumbing, obviously they had no running water, so they had no indoor plumbing, they had no kitchens open up their home to strangers and welcome them in and whatever they did have, they shared. And that was, it was beautiful, really. I mean, it really was. And and they weren't all Christian. Uh, Many of them, we were there, were Christian, but there were so many that were so thankful. Uh, One of the things that I saw every day at a church service when we was there was they would come in and they would take their plastic chair and they would turn it around and get down on their knees and start to pray. And I, I didn't know this was part of their culture. So uh, we came into the church, and I saw a lady praying in her chair. And I looked over at my pastor with this look on my face. I said, uh, "I wonder why she's praying like that." I mean, there was an altar in our culture. We, you know, in my church, first thing I do typically before services, I go to the altar and try to pray. And he said, "She's probably thank, thanking God for all the things she has." Man, it just it just hit me. Hit me so hard because I had been so ungrateful for. I mean, I was able to, to get on an airplane and fly to a different country, yeah. and I was, I was, I was aggravated. There wasn't uh, running water. <laughs> be thankful of what you have, and really be thankful for what you've got. Don't don't give God lip service and say, Lord, thank you for my many blessings, and let that be the end of it. But but seriously, sit down one day when you're praying. And start to call it out and thank God for the things that He's given you. I think about the parable of the uh, unjust servant or the worthless servant, the one who buried his talent. Don't don't bury your talent. Don't 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 overlook the blessings in your life. Take notice of them. Uh, be careful who you let in your life. This is the second thing I can think of. Be careful who you let in your life. There were 12 spies that went into the land of Canaan. Ten of them had a bad report, and they chose to push the bad report. And they caused morale to become so bad that the people didn't believe God could actually do what the other two spies said that they could do. Joshua and Caleb said, "Look, don't believe this toxic news. We can do it. It's going to be hard, but God, God said we could have it, and it's God's and God, so God deliver, them, deliver them into our hands." And uh, they just uh, they chose to believe the the wicked report of the ten. If you're going to have people in your life that you listen to. You can't pick and choose who's in your life always. Co-workers, you might work with some co-workers that are always trying to drag you down into where they're at. You choose who you listen to and who you don't listen to. You don't have to give out any kind of traction in your ear. Let that go. If you believe that life and death is in the power of the tongue, this is more of where I see this happen. When people are always speaking death into something, It's not that they're actually speaking death as much as they continually talk about things in such a way as that you begin to believe it and you begin to see the bad in everything. Bad company corrupts good morals, so be careful who you let in your life. Remember where you came from and where you're going. Man, that's huge. It's easy sometimes to forget where you came from. Now, I'm not now. Now, make sure that you understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about remember where you come from and don't try to outlive your raising. I'm not saying that. We ought to be able to do better than where we came from. What I'm talking about is remember from where you come from and remember how far God's brought you from. I can speak personally from uh, my 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 life secularly. God has blessed me far and above what I ever would have imagined he could have. I just never would have saw it happening. Uh, I'd always say things like, oh, boys from my, my end of town don't have jobs like I have, don't have a family like I have, and don't have a place to stay like I do. I, uh, did I, I used to say I was lucky. I understand now that God has blessed me. And in doing so, I need to remind—I need to remain thankful, because so much, well, everything that I do have has been a gift from God, and I didn't earn any of it. And you need to remember where you're going. You need to weigh out your struggles while you're here on this earth against the glory that will be revealed in us. In Romans eight eighteen, I believe it is, brother Paul says, for. I reckon that the sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. What a statement. What a statement. Now, I already see this has lasted longer than I wanted it to. So I'm going to go ahead and finish it with this. But I want to make sure that this point is hammered home. I do not know who listens to these podcasts. I know some of the folks that listen to them. I look at the analytics and I see that there's various countries that listen to them. Truthfully, I don't know how they listen to other countries because I don't speak the languages that are in that country. Here's what I do know. I do know that if you're alive and you're breathing, you have something to be thankful for. If Brother Paul can say in Philippians that he's been content with nothing to eat and with plenty to eat, being content with being free and being in, in chains, we have something we can be thankful for. And if you have it, Or if you don't, be thankful for it. Bless God in it. Glorify God in it. And I would be willing to wager you that God God would be happy with that. So many things could be worse but God. I'm thankful that you've came and you've listened this long. I can't imagine in my wildest dreams that anybody would care what I had to say. Let's take this time to glorify God in what we have. Be thankful for what we've got and remember that it's by His grace alone that we have it. As always, I'm humble that you're here. My name is Big John. This has been Real Talk. Good day.